right, everybody, welcome to the ProZone, and this is Rick, the professor, and joining me is a very special guest, Mr. Friend Eric. How you doing, Eric? How you doing, Rick? Good to be here. All right. It's awesome to have you here, and Eric is part of a uh, fan roundtable that we do for uh, Don Kincaid, and I got to know him pretty well, and he's just been a lifelong wrestling fan. So, Eric, what got you into professional wrestling as a kid? Uh, My earliest memory is just sitting next to my grandfather Saturday morning watching WWF, and uh, my first image was Junkyard Dog. Um. Was he? Who was he fighting? Was he like an enhancement talent or just? Oh, a... it was probably enhancement. It was probably enhancement. He came out. He did the thump. He did the, you know, the, the <laughs> dancing and everything. And it, that was just right. like that's like one of the first images. I mean, we grew up in like the cartoon era, you know. Right. You know, well, hillbilly Jim and those guys. You know. Everybody had a character back then, and yeah. it, it was a lot of fun because they, that probably was probably eighty four, eighty five, something like that. I think when he came up there, yeah, it was it was, it was, was just after like WrestleMania two. Okay, so eighty five. You know, yeah. Okay, yep, yeah, yeah. That's about the same time I discovered it too. I remember uh, watching that on a VHS tape, WrestleMania two. Yep. Yeah, we so. had to rent it. You know, we didn't. Yeah. We so didn't get it yeah, of course. But it always came out like six months later or something like yeah. that, you know, the, yeah. uh, back in the day in the in the eighties. So, yeah. So, who was your favorite wrestlers growing up? Ah, uh, I mean, obviously, you know, that time I, I was a Hulkamaniac. You know, I mean, how, of how course, I, yeah. You know? I think everybody uh, was at that time yeah. period. Yeah, yeah. But like I say, JYD was always a favorite of mine. Um, you know, I, I I liked all the good guys. You know, like he was. Yeah. Cool. You know, yeah. being a kid. Yeah. Uh, but like, I had favorite bad guys too. You know, Iron Sheik, Roddy Piper. I was only a WWF guy because we didn't yeah. have cable or anything. We didn't get that until I moved down to North Carolina, and then I was exposed to NWA, WCW in '89. Right. And then, and growing up of, here in the Northeast is. Yeah, you know, my mind exploded up. when I saw that stuff. When I got to see NWA. Yeah. You know? It's funny that you said that, and I've said this before, that um, when I was a kid growing up, you know, obviously we grew up in the Northeast where WWF was king uh, in the area, and the first time I ever saw NWA was probably like 1987, and I thought it was real because like the approach that they took was more realistic with the darkened arenas, everybody used like a real, wasn't like a cartoon character until like, you know, the 90s or whatever, so I always thought like, you know, you're really kicking the shit out of each other. I'd always be like, no, NWA is real. WWF is fake. You guys are crazy. You know, <laughs> in school. In, in school. It, it so, was yeah. kind of the same thing for me because like, my cousins, they had cable where they lived. And one time we went over to the house and they had uh, NWA. And I was like, what is this? But I, I wasn't fully exposed to it. Yeah. I think the first thing I ever saw, I remember, was uh, when WWF was on MTV and they were, uh, I think the first match I ever saw was like Roddy Piper squashing somebody back in the day. Yeah. So, yeah. So, um, obviously, you said you liked all the good guys who were Hulkamania. Who were some of your, like, uh, favorites outside of, like, Hulkamania? I mean, you know, like, I I just remember seeing guys like, like I'm saying, you know, uh, Hacksaw, I love Hacksaw. I was yep. a big yeah, he's Hacksaw great. Fan. 
You know, yeah. I, I saw your picture and that brought me back. I got to meet him once. Oh, uh, he's a nice guy. Really oh, nice guy. Yeah. My, my first ever wrestling event that I got to go to was a uh, independent show at my high school. Okay. And I got to, he, he, him and Greg the Hammer Valentine were the names that were on the card. And, uh, so is this, uh, what, in the 90s? Yeah, the 90s, uh, 90, 93. And that was my first ever. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yep. And I got to meet him, got a picture and everything. Oh, got to shake his hand, lost my hand inside his, you know, bare paw of a hand. You know? <laughs> and I, I was 16 years old. And I was, oh. Yeah. I have a picture of him and I together. I showed it. It's actually in the intro that I used, the video. Yep. Uh, and like I said, he was like probably the nicest guy there that uh, yeah. out of any wrestler I ever met. Yeah. So you said that. Nice um, yeah. So you said that his um, or your first wrestling event was an independent event at your high school. Do you know remember any of the other names that were on like outside of like the big names? Not at all. Uh, I don't even know what promotion it was. I just right. knew that my high school was having wrestling. I saw Greg DeHammer Valentine in Hacksaw. I talked you to my mom, there. and we were in. You know, it was it was me, yeah. and my mom, and my nephew. And, and, and the funny thing That's is, awesome. uh, my, my nephew was six years old. He just had his birthday. Right. We told him that we were taking him to wrestling for his birthday. He thought that everybody was there for his birthday. <laughs> he he, he awesome. thought that that was his birthday, was, you know, the wrestling. He, he, the, right. You know, that's but, great. That's awesome. And he still he still has his picture, you know, that he got signed and everything. He, he still has it. Right. Uh, you know, I, I lost all my my wrestling memorabilia a few years ago. I lost a bunch of my old stuff, which is same here. Heart. I, yeah, me too. I used to be involved in like tape trading and I just have magazines in really uh, the early 80s and stuff. And yeah. I remember, you know, I was married to my first wife after, after I moved out of my first, my house to my first wife. I lost it all. Like, it was gone. And it's kind of upsetting because I had, like, tapes dating back of, like, stuff from the 70s and stuff like that. So, yeah. I, I had Being a collector kinds, is all. I had all kinds of fun. collectibles and stuff, you know. Yeah. Mostly all Attitude Era stuff because that's when right. I could find my own stuff, you know. <laughs> You think I That's got shirts? Kind of how I am now. <laughs> <laughs> you think I got shirts now? You should have seen what I had then, because I worked at so, a t-shirt. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. That's awesome. I worked at a I worked at a t-shirt plant as well one time, printing shirts. And I remember, I think as far as I know, the only wrestling related shirt that we made was a Gold Dust shirt at one point, and I wasn't going to make that, <laughs> so I wasn't going to wear that. But because of the, it was just like real flashy and kind of glittery paint. So I was like, there's never anything I'd wear. <laughs> You know, so how many t-shirts do you own <laughs> I, I just did a count the other day rick i think i'm at 56 okay you beat I me by a few <laughs> believe it or Give not it <laughs> and i have a couple of doubles too but that's just recently yeah okay yeah <laughs> um i recently started buying again so it's like my t-shirt collection obviously you know from the videos i make that i'm getting shirts all the time and that yeah. um it's unfortunately because of the certain situation going on in professional wrestling. There's a few shirts I'm just going to have to put to the side and get yeah. rid of that I probably won't ever wear again. But that's I, what happens, you know. I got I got lucky enough. I think all the shirts that I have, I think, are on the uh, the good side of stuff. 
if you know what I mean. You know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think, I think I, everybody I have shirts for are in the clear. So, <laughs> at least I hope. Yeah, uh, you know the rest of my shirts are, or at least for now. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. It was kind of disappointing, but you know, let's focus on some positivity, though. So exactly. you're also a big, you're also a huge fan of like tag team wrestling. Uh, who's your favorite tag team? British Bulldogs. British Bulldogs. No, That's no awesome. question. That that was my first. Those favorite. guys, amazing. Yeah. I think you, uh, you might be right on that for, about me as well. Like, Bulldogs are definitely up there for me, like, early in the early days of community, yeah. like, in professional wrestling. It, you know, it, so. It, it, they it were goes up. British Bulldogs, and then it goes uh, Road Warriors. It's Road Warriors. Road Warriors. Yeah. They're both great tag teams. And I really like the Dynamite Kids' um, so uh, singles career as well prior to – the Bulldogs. Uh, did you ever watch the Dynamite Kid documentary? I, I have not seen it. Uh, I just haven't been able to get a hold of, you know, finding it. Oh, man, that's great. That's a great documentary. I guess what happened was it was supposed to be a shoot interview yeah. with high spots, and he wasn't cooperating properly, so they just took, like, the best parts out of it and then, you know, interviewed other people and just kind of made, like, a uh, a, um, a documentary out of it. Yeah, so it was it was pretty. Uh, it's really interesting. Like some of the, the stories. Obviously, it's not. Uh, he wasn't cooperating fairly, so it just wasn't. Uh, it could have been better in ways, you know. I heard he was. So you like uh, to deal with. I, I heard he was difficult to deal with in the end. Yeah, yeah, and then he he was also um, one of the things was like uh, the questions was if would you go back and change your life in any way uh, if you know, knowing that the certain situation that he was in at the time, and he said, no, I would just do it completely the same. I'm just like, he'd still be a jerk. He'd still, you know, yeah. Yeah. do all the drugs and alcohol, everything they did, which I was just like, wow. I've never heard anybody say anything like that before. A lot of guys, uh, <laughs> you know, regret what they did over the years. Yeah. So um, what about in the NWA? Did you have any tag teams out of the NWA that you were in? Well, that, that would be where the Road Warriors come in. But also, Where the Road Warriors come in. Yeah, yeah, the Steiner brothers were Steiners. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, those guys were awesome. But yeah. I loved. I I really liked the uh, the Hollywood Blondes. You know, I mean, now we're getting a little bit further into you know, into the nineties. You know, but I oh, loved um, Austin and Filmin. Yeah, Austin yeah. and Filmin. I, I was a huge Filmin fan. Uh, when, yep. when I first saw him, and, and you know, when he was with uh, Tom Zink. The Z-Man, when they were together, that was an awesome tag team. I thought that was a really good, really good tag team. I think Tom Zank does not get like uh, enough credit for um, being a quality wrestler in a yeah. way. He's always the other he, guy. Um, yeah, in both in you know whether he's WWF and the Can Am connection, he was the other guy, and but he was on, yeah. so it's like. Um, but I also think like he's very forgotten about as well. Like not a lot of people like really remember him as well. Yeah, I mean, I remember his stints in the eighty. Yeah, I remember him in the AWA and then come WCW and all that stuff. But uh, I always thought he was a quality wrestler. Yeah, I I, so, I always liked them. I, I liked. Uh... I liked uh, when Ricky Steamboat and Shane Douglas tag teams. They were an amazing tag team. At first, I thought that was pairing, but then they started having like some really awesome matches, especially against the Hollywood Blondes as well. They had a really good match. Uh, right. I don't remember the pay-per-view that it was at, but I remember they had some really good matches. 
Probably um, clash of champions. You know, <laughs> it, it's possible. I think there was one time where they uh, might have replaced Shane Douglas. I mean, I think because they wore masks that one time, didn't they? There, I think there like, was a period with. I think so. And I heard that one of the. Yeah, and I think that one of the guys on the mask as wasn't actually Shane Douglas, but it was Tom Zank that replaced him for that particular evening to kind of throw a swerve. Yeah. So he's the other guy. So, yeah. so <laughs> he's the other so, guy. So uh, yeah. <laughs> How have you been surviving with wrestling in the pandemic? I mean, I'm I'm watching I'm watching AEW. I'm watching I mm. I can't not watch Raw and SmackDown and NXT. Yeah. I, I think NXT is putting out the best product under the WWE umbrella. I really like what NXT does. Right. That's and 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 I I'm liking AEW's uh product with the pandemic audience, you know. They, yeah. they, they're doing it a little bit different and better. You know, I, I don't get to watch Impact. I can't find it, you know, and I used to and then they changed channels again and again and I, I just can't find them. So, I usually um, I usually watch it on their Twitch stream, which is, you know, the internet. It's like, but they don't, the thing is they don't replay it again so that you can't see it. It's not like uploaded. So you'd have to wait for them to, they do a replay like the, I think Mondays or something like that prior like the, to the day. So it's really inconvenient, but if you subscribe to Impact Plus, it'll be there by like before the next episode airs live on TV. So it's, they've actually... They had some shit luck with uh, television deals and yeah and stuff like that. But I think that um, I wish that they would be better distributed as far as like fans like us being able to watch it on a regular television station. I watch it on my laptop every week, you know, right. so it's it's right. kind of inconvenient in a way. But but maybe one day. But they're actually shaping up. Uh, Slammiversary is coming up, and they have a lot a lot of people I think are going to be coming in. I guess um, Brian Myers, uh, Luke Hawkins, Kurt Hawkins, excuse me, hinted that uh, he was going to be showing up at their next pay-per-view uh, on his Instagram feed last night. So we'll have to see because I think they're yeah. bringing in a lot of the guys that WWE fired uh, back in April, it seems. Right. So. I, I, I was watching uh, NWA for a while, and then I, I've been having issues with my internet, so I haven't been able to watch it as much. Uh, like right. right before the uh, pandemic, and they shut down for a while. They come back. I just, I need to get back into it because I really like their product. They got some quality people in there. You know, I it's mean, actually my favorite. Yeah, the, the NWA know. is my favorite uh, television product as far as that goes. But ever since the craziness that we're not talking about happens, yep. they've halted all tele television product. They're not putting out anything until the situation is uh, resolved and they bring somebody else in into the uh, VP position, which is kind of sucks because they have a lot of really uh, great talent, a great roster of, I, of people I, in that in that promotion. I think Nick Aldis is the best champion right now out of all the heavyweight champions. I'll yeah, and I the guy, um, he's very rep reminiscent of like an old school wrestling champion. He comes out dressed very nicely, very professional, and he acts like a wrestling champion. He used to act when we were kids, as far as like just the professionalism and stuff. Like, such like he that. reminds stuff me like a that. lot of. So, uh, he reminds me of, of Nick Bockwinkle. You know, that's a great comparison. Yeah, yeah. Carries the belt. You know. Yep. 
he's, you know, yeah, he's going to cheat. But, man, he does it in a way it's like you almost don't care because he right. – you, you want to cheer for him because he's a classy guy, but he's so right. dirty, you know. And, and I, I like the way he does it, you know. He, he does a good job at it. I think that uh, the faction that he formed over there in the NWA, the uh, Strictly Business, is th- those guys, like all three guys are like really, really – they're great together. They mesh yeah. well, very well together, so – and then you got Neil Brickhouse too, who is just an amazing talent as well. Yeah. Well, I never really, uh, you know, because she really wasn't doing much as far as like her character. She was just a silent person. But then she, they started doing those YouTube videos, and it's it's come out that it's just like she's actually talented at what she's doing, and, and you know they showed her actually wrestle, and she's actually really good. I never saw her prior to this. I don't know if she was ever involved in wrestling or anything like that. Yeah, she this. was. I. I uh, did some searching on YouTube, and there's some stuff out there, and uh, you know, it, it, it's limited, but yeah, out there, you know, you got to learn somewhere. Yeah, well, I'm always on the internet looking for wrestling. It's uh, if I can, I'd probably watch wrestling seven days out of the week, but it's just my schedule doesn't allow me, and I, <laughs> and I have family, I have to pay attention sometimes. <laughs> so, so I kind of given up. Uh, I don't really watch a lot of WWE. I mean, I do, but I watch NXT and then I'll watch the pay-per-views. But it's like once in a while I'll throw Raw and SmackDown on, but they're not my uh, like regular shows to watch as far as like wrestling goes. It's like AEW and NXT are definitely my regular shows. So yeah. and then obviously the NWA when they're producing stuff. So um, do you watch AEW Dark? I do. YouTube? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I really like the dark stuff because I, I think they're giving other people a chance, you know. Yeah, it's like watching, uh, like back in the day, we'd watch like WCW Worldwide or something that, right. uh, yeah. they, you know, they got highlights from the main show and then they have like a couple squash matches. Yep. Like a main yeah, event. It's, it's, go ahead. It's like watching the, the, the old uh, NWA stuff, you know, like Saturday night main yeah, event or whatever. You know, yeah. they come in at six oh five. I know that NWA is using that now, but it, you know, you yeah. turn on at six oh five and you get caught up on everything that's going on. You know, you get yeah. the good promos and you get you know all that. And I think AEW is doing. I, Cody Rhodes is doing a really good job with it. I, I really think so. I think he's doing an awesome job, like you said. And uh, what do you think of the TNT title? Do you like Do you like that belt or? I think it's ugly as hell. Well, okay. I like right. the concept of it. I, I like the concept, you know, the yeah. reason for it, you know. It, it's, it's like a TV rec- title, you know. Yeah, it's, it's the like equivalent the to the television belt. And then I guess there's basically, a, like, a lot of open challenges for the yeah. for the belt so far. And I like that because that just shows that uh, anybody and everybody could basically show up. I mean, they're, they're still a growing company. They're, you know, and they've come a long way. As, as, like, the first few months, I was like, they're still, it's good, but there's still some kinks to work out because you're just trying to appeal to a lot of different kind of fans. They're trying to grab everybody. Yeah. But I think they've definitely found their thing, and they're definitely moving forward. I can do without some of the comedy stuff, because uh, they're kind of going overboard with it, I think, at some point. I know you're an Orange Cassidy fan. I am not. So I, I just think it's kind of uh, ridiculous, but I'll keep my thoughts there. Other than that. So you're not going to hurt my feelings. You know, everybody's entitled to their feelings. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know, but it's like I tend to go the cornet route when talking about Orange Cassidy. So. <laughs> so. 
<laughs> then we so, might want to leave it alone. <laughs> yeah. So, like I said, I'm going to leave it there. I don't want to have to go off, but you know, it's um, I mean, but I've never actually like I've seen him work with him. It's like usually like a joke kind of like, but it seems like uh, he's actually showing a lot, showing off a little bit more of his wrestling skills. So yeah. there are parts where I was like, oh my god, he actually can wrestle. It's just the gimmick is just kind of you know. I mean, Whatever. I might be coming around to it. Uh, I'm not really sure. I've gotten so. to see him live uh, twice, and yeah, it, it he's different live. You know, I mean, it's yeah. the same deal, but it's getting to see it live is just something else. It's the whole experience. Right. That's that's the same with anybody. You know. Yeah. the The only time I've seen him outside of AEW is I saw him in a couple Beyond shows online. So I mean, you know, it's. It, it's nothing that had really impressed me outside, yeah. you know, watching it or whatever. But did you watch AEW this week? I did. Yeah. I <laughs> I think Jericho is like awesome on the mic when he's commentating because I, I can sit there for two hours and watch him just do commentary and laugh my ass off. Like yep. it's just, and I really because it was Canada Day, I loved his jacket that he came yes. out with. It was just that had me rolling. Like uh, that was just great. And him and Tony yeah. Schiavone work. Like really well together as, oh. as well. He loves crapping all over him, and you know yeah. Tony takes it. You know, and it's like yeah, you well, know Tony's then, actually yeah. And Tony's he's actually just all over Excalibur too. You know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is funny. Which <laughs> I like. I like Excalibur. I didn't realize that he was a commentator for PWG up until recently when I was watching it, and I was uh, very confused because, like, the voice sounds so familiar, and it took me, like, five minutes to realize who the hell it was because I haven't watched a lot of Pro Wrestling Gorilla, but I've been starting to, like, watch a lot more of it uh, as of late. I don't know if you've seen that before. Do you like – have you no, ever watched not, it? I'm not on that. I, I, I That's not on my radar. I don't uh, – Oh, it's it's really good. You probably could find some matches online to, to, to watch. I um, All their stuff is distributed through high spots, so they get – they stream basically everything on there, like all their events on uh, on their High Spots network. So they're really, it's just like a really good indie. I think it was started by the Young Bucks and Joey Ryan and somebody else. But yeah, it's very good. Some of their, so the the they have this huge what two three day tournament, the Battle of Los Angeles every year, which was canceled this year because of the pandemic. It's really good though. They get like the biggest indie names in there, and they're in the smallest rooms you could imagine. Like seriously, <laughs> they fit a lot of a lot of people into these small rooms. So you're a huge indie wrestling fan, correct? What's that? You're a huge independent wrestling fan, correct? Uh, I'd like to say I'm a huge independent <laughs> wrestling fan. I I mean the the guys I follow, I'm I'm high on. You know, I I pay yes. attention to a lot of it. Right. Um, what are some indies that you uh, that you like to see in your area? Well, my my home base, if you will, is uh, uh, Pioneer Valley Pro, and uh, which is okay. out out in Western Mass. And then there's a sister company to that, and that's Western Mass Wrestling WMW. Uh, they they kind of spurred off of that. They kind of work together. They share talent and whatnot, but they're they also have a running storyline going with each other also where it's kind of a head-to-head battle. So that's kind of my, like my home base. I follow Blitzkrieg a lot. And, uh, and then there's zero one USA Northeast out in, out in this part of the state, out in the middle, uh, central mass. 
So I've been following them. You know, that's Anthony Green's uh, company. Yep. I've uh, heard of that. I think they're distributed through uh, independent wrestling TV, I think. The Zero One. Yeah, I, I think they have some. I think I have to. Zero One USA Northeast is a, is a spawn off of Zero One USA, which USA, is a spawn yeah. off of Zero One, which is a right. Japanese company. So, I mean, it, yep. it, it's like a tier system. And Anthony Green gra- grabbed a hold of this. And it, up until the pandemic, he was, he was like four or five events in. in. And, you know, then okay. this, he just crowned his first champion, and, which is Bear Bronson. I don't know if you're aware of Bear Bronson. Uh, I think I've heard of him through you. Uh, yeah. I think I've heard you mention him before on the round table. Yeah. Yeah, I have. Because he's um, talented. <laughs> I should probably get on that and check out their events. And I, I should, uh, well, you know, whenever wrestling starts back up again, uh, get out to events because I'm, I'm dying to get to a live show. It's been, it's been almost four months for me. And, you know, I was going probably two, three times a month uh, going to like the Paradise Alley shows. And now it's yeah. like I'm not going to anything. I haven't basically I haven't been out of the house other than to go to the grocery store or the gas station so, in four months. So it was really, you know, it's yeah. uh it kind of sucks in a way, so. Yeah. I, I, but I'm I've been lucky enough to be going to work up until this this yep. weekend, the week before. I was on furlough. And, uh, you know, I just two weeks old, uh, <laughs> two weeks at home, I'm yeah. going out of my mind. Wow. <laughs> Try almost four months. No. <laughs> so, I, like, nope. <laughs> but at least, but at least you're going back. And, you know, I've been working from home for four months, and it's kind of, but, you know, it's like, uh, so I'm lucky in that manner. You know, yeah. uh, not a lot of people have been have been lucky, but I'm glad you get to go back and, you know, because it's it's a crazy time right now in the world. Yeah. So, uh, but I think I think things are going to start coming around. You know, as far as like uh, the world is going to get better in the coming weeks, probably. Uh, that's just my opinion. I could be crazy, but it's, who knows, it could also but, be wishful thinking too. But I I, I hear you. You know, yeah. there are some we're seeing shows popping up here and there. There's a lot of uh, undisclosed location matches happening here and there. I know. I've noticed, and that's that's a lot of fun because it's creating content for guys like you and I to watch. You know yeah. what I mean? So, which reminds me, I got to catch up on a few of them. So, well, I know that uh, WCWE just did a thing yep. last weekend, and it was on uh, it was on Center Ring last night, uh, Foggy's okay. uh, show, and. Yep. Uh, I watched that, and they're going to be doing another part of it next week. They're going to be doing okay. the second part, so okay, that, that'll be on there. And uh, I, you know, and Beyond has been putting a lot of uh, content out there too. You know, just like past stuff where oh. people are recording stuff. The uh, the Shook crew with uh, Bobby Orlando, they just they just put out a video where they got a, uh, had a match with Slade, who is out, okay. out from New York, and. I just watched it this morning, and I was like, this is great. I was, I was loving it. I might have read about that, actually, like, probably in the last 24 hours, if I remember correctly. I saw something mentioned on Twitter or something. Yeah, I'll, after this, but, I'll yeah, they, uh, have some was on IWTV. There was some sort of talent show. I saw about I saw it. That, yeah, I that was on there, too. Uh, so this might be part of the content that you're referring to. Yeah, I think so. 
think the audio is messed up here. <laughs> you keep you keep getting a I keep there's a lag. I'm sorry, man. Yeah, no, <laughs> so, every once in a while you it, it, it pauses like I don't know if it's on my yeah. ear or something. <laughs> I have no idea. It could be me sitting up in the woods where the hell I live. So I hope this <laughs> happened Sunday night when I was recording too. <laughs> so, yeah, it's like I'm off the main road, so it's like we're way out there. But I just had my internet tested. They said I had the highest speeds available so that they can't improve my internet. So I was like, all right, whatever, So because I'm working from home. So anyways, yeah, I'm glad. To, have you gone to a WCWE show? No, I haven't gone to one. I, I They just yeah. recently started using a ring now. I know that they were doing That's like what I heard. Ones, yeah. you know, bar and brawls, but now they're doing rings. Uh, but the, yep. this event that they just did it, that had a ring, it was outside. It, yep. was, it was interesting to watch, you know, it, it, yeah. was, it was different, you know, it, yeah. it, it's, it's just not the same. I want to be at an event. I want to be front row. I want to be, Absolutely. I, I want to be slapping hands and you know, I, I know, I don't know if we're going to be able to do that or. <laughs> right. Yeah, I know. Uh, it's just that, you know, uh, Watching, being with a live event, it's just that there's probably also going to be a lot of restrictions going in at first. You know, people are going to have to, they're going to social distance the crowds, however. So anybody that films, it might not look properly on the film, but whatever. I mean, you're watching things like NXT and Raw where they're bringing in probably like 50 people. It looks all crazy. But look at the problem that they're having now with the COVID, uh, COVID breakout inside in the company, which is yeah. just nobody's wearing, uh, I guess Vince doesn't want anybody wearing masks on TV, but I guess uh, he's probably going to change his mind now after the breakout, I would assume. So, I would think so. I, I would hope so, at least. I, I almost don't care what it looks like on film if I'm there, you know? I mean, right. if I'm yeah, there, exactly. I don't care what it looks like. I want to be right. there. I want to be front row because that, that's my spot. And I just, yeah, I want to be taking pictures again. I want to be, you know, Absolutely. chatting with the guys. Picking on the bad guys, exactly. you know. <laughs> it's uh, the being at a live event is a lot of fun, especially the independent events because, you, like you said, you get to interact with a lot of people. You get to be the wrestlers, the talent, uh, you know, uh, other fans. I've made some really great friends uh, between you know the talent and uh, you know Don Kincaid and and. Uh, uh, in other fans, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just going and being regulars at certain shows and certain company shows. So it's always a lot of fun. And that's the one thing that I miss, like sitting there bonding with everybody and just over wrestling and taking my four-year-old son with me and just going and watching, you know, the Paradise Alley shows or Northeast shows, whatever, and interacting with people and buying merch for one thing, you know, I didn't spend too much money online buying merch, but you know, if I buy, if I go live and Person, I'm probably gonna spend so. Yeah, well, I'm the same so, way. I, you know, I, I I go with a budget, and it's like mm-hmm. I want to get this one, I want to get that one, I want to get, and you know, you're supporting that guy, you know, and it's like you, you want exactly. It's going directly to them. Yeah, yeah. It's going directly to them. So that's the other thing that I like a lot. And then you open that company, so they'll be able to open the doors next month or whatever, what have you. So you know what I mean. So it's always a lot of fun, and that's the one thing I miss the most. It's like, like I said, interacting with people. So well, outside of that, like you said, you know, you, I like I like walking through the entrance area, 
and seeing guys like Jim Hewlett and and and, and yeah. know, Don Kincaid, Foggy, yep. any of these guys, and you walk in and it's like it's like cheers. You know, it's like, yeah. you know, everybody's saying hi to you, you know? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And the ring it's is probably like, like 20 feet away from you. Yeah. Yeah. 20. Yeah. When we sit yeah. front row, I can put my feet up on the <laughs> ring if I wanted to, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I miss the sound, you know what I mean? The the, the loudness of the, the ring being so close. Uh, it's just a lot of fun. It's a lot of... And, and and I'm hoping, you know, I know there was some shows scheduled in September and some have already been canceled prior to that, uh, you know, prior to uh, the events even coming up for September. So um, I don't know when a live event's going to come to Connecticut anytime soon. As yeah, far as I think Mass is in the same situation. Mass yeah. is, is pretty well held up. I, I, I've heard that, you know, a couple of the ones that I go to, they're kind of, they're even saying we're, we're, we might hold off until next year. Yeah, that's I don't know. I might have to start traveling. <laughs> yeah, I might. I might start traveling going down south or something. So, I, might I don't know. <laughs> Why not? Let's do it. But there's also the convention coming up uh, in Hartford too, and I'm hoping that that doesn't get canceled either. They just announced a, a somewhat big name that's going to yeah. be there. Uh, Sergeant Slaughter was announced for the. Uh, the convention, so I'm hoping that that doesn't get canceled because there are a lot of really great names on that show too. Some AEW talent's actually going to be there, so yeah. Um, so I'm hoping that uh, you know I don't know how they're going to work that out uh, as far as like if we're still social distancing in September, but right. that's the only thing that I know of that's coming up. Anything else? There's nothing that that I've heard. But I heard that there's some companies that are doing like drive ups. You know what I mean? Like an outdoor places where you can just drive up and watch or whatever so i know they did Those, that one down in jersey uh, yeah yep it was 60 dollars yeah. for a car or something like that yeah i mean i guess it's not too bad considering you can pile of you know split it however many ways to get in but depending yeah that's not so bad but um i wonder how that worked out i wonder if it was filmed because i'd like to check that out and see how it was set up you know, I, mean, as far I, think as they, they, I think they showed it. It was on. I know they did Facebook Live with it, and that was free. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, but what so, was the, I mean, the content has got to be out there somewhere because they that yeah. night they did Facebook Live with it. So. so it's probably still up there on Facebook Live. Uh, Facebook, like you know, it'll probably. I think after you do a live, I think it just automatically uploads or something like that. Yeah. It's there, there forever. I don't remember the name of the promotion. Do you? I think it's Titan. Titan. Okay. Yep. Okay. That sounds good. I, yeah. I, I know uh, Jared Jared Silverplate was uh, on the on the card, and he was touting <laughs> it a lot. So it's it's out there. Yeah. Somewhere. Yeah. That kid went to the same school as I did, high school. <laughs> Except for he graduated like twenty years uh, after me, or something like that. I thought that was. Funny. I'm friends with him on Facebook, and I saw that, and I was like, oh my gosh, another Woodbridge <laughs> guy. So, um. I forgot what else I was going to say to you. What else, is there anything else you want to talk about? Well, you know, we were talking, you know, my, my first ever experience was going, yep. you know, live was a uh, an independent show. And then I got to go to a couple of house shows for WWF. You know, I had Road Warrior Animal and Hawk walk right beside me coming down through the audience. I, yeah. I tried, I had my 110 camera and I tried to take a picture of Black's <laughs> Hawk right in the eye. That was that was an experience. I had Sandman walk by me during the ECW WWF invasion 
uh, the original ECW invasion. Right. Uh, that was at, uh, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Thereabouts. It was like 96, yeah. 97. And, yeah. uh, that was, that was pretty cool. Um, so I got to go to a few house shows, and then we did, I got to go to my first Raw, which was pretty awesome. And that was when it was still WWF. It wasn't it wasn't even right. attitude yet. It, I mean, we were still block letters, you know? I mean, it was, you know? <laughs> I, uh, think, I think the first Raw I ever went to is when they had the, uh, when they had the Intercontinental Battle Royal. And it was Razor Ramon and Rick Martel fought the following week, which they recorded that same night. Right. So that was um, that was the first Monday Night Raw I think I ever went to, and I think that because they were recording in the Manhattan Center mostly, but then once in a while they would go out and uh, right. and do and uh, do other cities. And New Haven, Connecticut was one. And I don't and I remember for some reason Bret Hart wrestled one of the Samoans, whether it be uh, Fatu maybe. But I remember they came out and redid the match later in the evening. So they messed up some sort of spot, so they did the match a second time, like, later on the night. That was very strange, I thought. That was the first time I was like, kind of, like, exposed to to something like that. So you know, like I think the it was inside like, of the business, almost. Yeah. Like, right, we got to like, redo this. <laughs> yeah. It was just like, whoa. Like, this is so weird. They're coming out. And they had the same exact match, just fix that one spot up. So it was just, it was, it was pretty crazy. Do you ever so, go to any WCW stuff? I went to two WCW events. Uh, the first time I went, they did a house show in Hartford. And uh, I don't really even remember who was there other than Hacksaw Duggan. Uh, I'd have to look it up to, to see. Then the next one that I went to was um, in Hartford with the debut of The Warrior. So, And I've, I've gone back and watched that. And I'm just like, I can't even believe I sat through this entire episode live in person. Because it was like... <laughs> <laughs> and that whole entire thing, I was like, it, it, uh, I don't, I didn't remember it being as bad, you know, right when I was there live. And it was just, it was rather boring. But I mean, WCW was like my favorite for a long time because, yeah. uh, even like into like the 80s when it was the NWA Jim Crockett promotions up until, you know, when they closed yeah. or whatever, that was my favorite wrestling to watch because yeah. it was something different, you know? Yeah. Uh, my, yeah. First, my only WCW event was a pay per view. It was uh, Slamboree '97. It was at okay. the Worcester Centrum. Uh, it's not no longer the Centrum, but uh, that was that was my only WCW event because they they didn't come up here that often. You know, yeah, they yeah. south or out, yep. out in the west. They didn't come up to the northeast because that was Vince's territory, even right. though there was no territory. And it, it, so <laughs> I I just. Uh, <laughs> Long before she was my girlfriend, uh, she had taken my uh, my mom and my dad and my sister and myself. Right. We all went to, to Slamboree '97, and I I remember going, but I don't remember anything about the card. Couldn't right. tell you because of where our seats were. I just don't remember it. And then, like Drinkwater from the Fan Roundtable, he was he had posted one day that he was watching that uh, event. I'm like, dude, I was there. That's awesome. And I went back and I watched it. I'm like, and just like you said, I can't believe I was at this show. <laughs> you it was like back. one of the worst pay-per-views. <laughs> yeah, you go back to watch some stuff that you had an amazing time at. But you know, I went to a ton of ECW shows. 
And I go back, and some of them I really love, but some of them are just like, I can't believe I sat through that. You know, there was the, the pay-per-view they did in Danbury, and I remember I actually had front row for that. Got to see Dusty Rhodes and Steve Carino in the bull rope match wrestle each other. I thought that was, like, amazing. But then later on in the evening, I remember Raven getting thrown into the guardrail right in front of me, and it crashed into my knee, and I was just, like, in so much pain. I was like, oh, my God. You know, a little bit of a, you know... I know back then if fans got hurt or something like that, they'd throw them a bunch of merchandise. And I was just like, if I was that kind of person, I probably should have <laughs> taken advantage of that. But that's just a joke. Sorry, that's just a joke. But no. yeah, no, that was like one of the greatest. That was like one of the greatest though uh, live events that I that I gone to experience live, and I thought it was awesome. But then watching it back on pay per view, there's only really a couple good matches on the entire thing. So, you know, but I think it was like the live experience. Yeah, it was yeah. a live experience. And that was where the, the Danbury Fall happened with uh, New Jack and Vic Grimes, where Grimes fucked it up and damn near killed New Jack. I think he landed on his head or something like that. So, I, yeah. I never so that, go to any ECW stuff. I, I only watched it on TV. Yeah. Uh, I, I, it just wasn't available to me to go go down there. I mean, every once in a while, they come up to Lowell, uh, Lowell yep. match, but that's not close to me. It's, it, it, that's a haul. You know, so I, I just never got to go, and then they closed. You know, they went yeah. national, and then they closed up shop. So I never, I never got to go. I liked it. I had to. I loved waiting until one o'clock in the morning on a Saturday <laughs> on the Spanish Madison Square Oh, okay. Yeah. Yep. We we, we had W U N I Wooster Boston and Channel Twenty Seven. Yeah. It would one o'clock. It would all of a sudden you hear wah wah wah. You know. And, <laughs> We used to get it on the MSG. Yeah, we used to get it on the uh, Madison Square Garden channel for some reason at like 1 o'clock in the morning. I think it was Saturdays. and I would just stay up late every Saturday. And, of course, as a teenager, you, you yep. can go to bed whenever the hell you want because, yep. you know, you got that kind of energy. So, you know, it's like that, now. That's as my hour I now, could never do... Yeah. <laughs> I'm a night. Oh, yeah. Owner. Because I, I work second shift, so I'm up. I'm up until two o'clock in the morning, anyways. You know, my, my schedule's never changed. <laughs> yeah, no, I wish I could still. If I do that, then I wake up. I'm dead, just like today. <laughs> so, but yeah, the ECW was a lot of fun, and I remember watching one of the first matches I ever like fully. I remember no, I was watching it for a while, but in the earliest days, uh, 1995, one of the matches that sticks out the most is. Uh, Chris Benoit, Al Snow, and I think that was my first exposure to Al Snow. Uh, I don't really remember much about him in S Smoky Mountain, so and I think that, but I just thought that that match was phenomenal, and that was, you know, Benoit is like one of my favorites of all time. It's a tragedy what happened, but right. you know, I, I still go back. I'll still go back and watch his matches. You know, what yeah. I, mean? I obviously had some issues, so, um, you know, those were a lot of fun. And I wish that. Uh, you know, there would never be another time like it because in the 90s had like a really awesome time with the three companies all going at war with each other. Yep. Yep. So, I, my earliest, my first memory of uh, ECW was I, I, I think it had to have been something with the Dudleys. And I mean, you know, all of the Dudley family, you had Sign right. Guy, and, you know, all of them. And they were all in the ring and they were beating the ever living hell out of somebody. And, you know, I'm yep. like, what am I? Because I came across it on the TV. Yeah. And like, what is this? I didn't. I never heard of ECW. I never heard of it. And so I came across it like that, and I'm like, I'm watching. 
because it's wrestling. And then I was hooked. Yeah. And then it was it was a chore to find it though. Sometimes it was worth yes. it. Sometimes <laughs> you know, like trying to find it. You right. never knew what channel it was going to be. Well, I mean, I knew what channel it was on, but I never knew what time. Well, that's yeah, that's happened a few times. I think that would happen with like random independent events and stuff, or independent shows. They would like be on one week, and then and I remember growing up, I'd catch like random wrestling shows, which was like uh, I think the IWF or something like that, or IWA. You know, when growing up, which was like Eddie Mansfield promotion out of uh, Florida, there'd be like uh, you know Herb Abrams UWF. There'd be like these short-lived promotions that would just so happen to get national TV for like a few months and then disappear. But the right. their time slot would never be the same. They'd always come on like at a random time. You know, you know, it was always fun trying or getting to watch something different. But then there'd be like some sort of big star that you knew from WWF or WCW that was there that they were to try to get their attention to the fans attention. So that was always, you know, fun. So it's like independent wrestling dragged me in relatively quick. Once I first saw like some random TV show uh, that was not WWF or WCW. So it's like, I always uh, appreciated it, even though independent wrestling back in the day was really different to what independent wrestling is today. Yeah. (laughs) Different is the nicest way to put it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, it'd be like a, it'd be a place where like older stars went to basically die in their career, not to, right. <laughs> and then, but you know, there'd be some young up and comers. I mean, I, I discovered Tommy Dreamer years before he's in ECW, uh, watching the Savoldi's ICW. So yeah, you know, like that, you know. So yeah, I remember you know. in the nineties, at the tail end of. The AWA, they were on ESPN, you know, mm-hmm. all this boat stuff and everything. And I caught that. But then, late 90s, AWA was completely dead now. But yeah. they still, they were showing it on ESPN Classics. Yep. And they would show all the old, they would go in, in succession from the early days all the way up to when they stopped. And I would put it on, you know, I, I was... I put it on there, and I'd be watching black and white wrestling, and it was, you yeah. know, the Butcher and the Crusher, and you know all. The- I remember, yeah. It was a lot of fun because ESPN Classic. I mean, I would tune into that, and I think that my hours were so strange uh, working then. I think I had to be at work at like four in the morning, and then I'd get home by like you know uh, like eleven in the morning, and then that would be on. Yep. So I'd always watch. You know, they'd always run random. Th- Random territory wrestling, but then, like you said, they'd run, like, uh, AWA. And then there was a time where they were showing, like, uh, Global Championship Wrestling. No, Global Wrestling Federation, excuse me. You know, the yeah. GWF would run, like, old episodes of that. And, and uh, they might have shown Herb Abrams, too, because I think they still own the rights to that at, at one point. So it's, like, it's, it's kind of fun. Showed, they showed some of uh, Von Erich's stuff, too. The world-class stuff, yep. Yeah, you know, world-class. You know, they yeah. show some of that. Especially when they overlapped with uh, AWA, you know, yeah. They had a working relationship in, like, I think 1988, the uh, world class in AWA, and then uh, eventually, you know, didn't work out. I think, and then they tried to do a three way working relationship with Memphis as well. And I think right. that, yeah. from what I understand, Vern, Vern Gagne got really greedy, and then uh, they, they did that one pay per view where he didn't end up paying out anybody. That was, uh, super, clash. Guys that was can... super Clash Three. That's when. Yep. That's when they tried to unify all three. You know, all three promotions. Yeah. And then yeah. you know, you know, Lawler wanted it, and then so did Von Erich, and 
but Vern all yeah. wanted his hand in it. And it's like no, yeah. nobody was going to win because they all wanted to win, you know. Yeah, exactly. We're trying to. They they thought that uh, it'd be a good idea if they all united to take on Vince, but then it was just a miserable failure. And I have to say, there's a lot of underrated uh, stuff from that era, though, between the three-way interpromotional feud. To be honest with you, a lot of people think like it's the worst era. But I think there's some like really underrated stuff in there that uh, doesn't get enough attention. They were literally doing TV tapings with not one person in the audience, similar to the way you know WWF's doing it now. But uh, it's because they actually they actually couldn't draw anybody anymore. I remember seeing a young Jerry. I, I remember seeing a young Jerry as well on the job. I think the Beverly brother. You know, before they were the Beverly. So it's interesting. So. I think I'm losing you, bud. I thought I lost you. <laughs> yeah, no, it. Uh, you're back. Okay. Okay, there you go. <laughs> yep. Nope, I didn't stop. Uh, yeah, the other day, like I said, when I was recording on Sunday night, I ended up stopping it twice. <laughs> I ended up editing all the pieces together, and it was like, oh, God, it was such a mess. I don't know why we're getting such a bad connection lately up here. So hopefully it'll it'll ch- uh, change. I might need a new phone. I don't know if that's it, but <laughs> we'll see. I think I'm so, on my, my last leg with mine too. So <laughs> yeah, uh, it's when pieces of your phone aren't working anymore. Then you, I think you need a new one. Yeah. So <laughs> that yeah. So yeah. What um? Let's see. What else do you remember from the '90s? What's one of your favorite era? Uh, uh, favorite pieces from the 90s that uh, happened? Oh, you know, I, it, it's, it may sound like it's an easy answer, you know, like the go-to answer, but the King of the Ring 98, the Hell in the Cells with Mick yeah. Foley, the Undertaker. But yeah. it's not just, be, it, it is because of that match, but it's not the match itself. It's because of what was happening in my living room during that match. I was okay. sitting there with my father. My father is a lifelong fan of wrestling himself. I mean, he goes way back. Right. And he would watch it. He loved watching it, but he didn't react a lot. You know, he didn't get excited. He didn't, oh, you know, he didn't do any of that. He'd just sit there and he'd watch it. He, he would crap on the guys that he didn't like or whatever, but he didn't, he, he didn't get all excited. Mick Foley went off the top of that cage, and my father came off of the top of his seat. And he's like, oh, my God, he's dead. He's like, holy shit. And I was like, I never saw him react to wrestling like that. So that's my connection with that match. I love that match just watching it. But I can watch it now, and I can hear my father then, you know, reacting to it. And, and, you know, my mom was always a lifelong lifelong fan as well. My family is a wrestling family. You know, we love it. And, uh, you know, she, she would get excited about it. But this, for whatever reason, this pay-per-view, my dad and I were the only ones watching it. And right. him reacting that way was just like, okay, he can still act like a kid too, you know, get involved <laughs> with, you know, I mean, that's 20 years ago, well, 22 years ago. Right. So he's 50-something years old, and he, he just totally lost it. He was like, oh, and... <laughs> I love my dad. He's 76 years old. 
he he still thinks that some of these things are fucking you know for shoot. Legit. You know. <laughs> you know. Well, that's oh. the thing. It's like you, I'd go to wrestling. You know, growing up, we'd always my parents would always drop me off at the New Haven Coliseum if they weren't taking me. But there's always be like an old person that's sitting near you that totally thinks it's a shoot and and going crazy. And you know, even today, there's sometimes I go to like indie events and there's always a person going off uh, thinking that you know the crazy Russians are really crazy Russians and looking here. And that, that's like my favorite part is because it's like, you know, I like watching them react and you get a good chuckle out of it. You know what I mean? The, yeah. Well, in, I mean, in, but it's like to get so uh, immersed in the product, that's the amazing part about professional yeah, wrestling. And that's you what it's supposed in. to do. That's yeah, what you're supposed exactly. to do. You know, you're supposed yeah. to lose yourself in it. If you're going there and you're just going to watch it and just be serious about it, why are you going? You yeah, got to go and have exactly. fun. Get lost. Exactly. I, I say it all the time. When when we go to the shows, as soon as I tell them, you know, I'm here for my seat or whatever, or I'm paying my ticket, yep. I go from being almost 44 years old to being, you know, a kid. I, I, yeah. I forget about everything outside that door. And, yep. I'm, you know, and if it's guys that, you know, I love it. You know, I, I just yep. love losing myself and being a kid. You know, cheering, being loud. I I found out real quick because of because of our friend Jim Kulik that you, it was okay to be real loud because he's real loud and I'm like if he can do it I can do it and there right. are certain guys that I get I get loud for. What's <laughs> the, the point, point of going like, if you're not oh, in your chair? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, what's the point of going if you're just going to sit there and not be loud or cheer? And I mean, I know I've been. In the last year, I know there was a couple of times I popped out of, you know, jumped out of my seat, just being like, what the fuck just happened? Like, yep. you know, I got, I've been fooled even as a 44 year old man. So I uh, just get sucked into the match when I couldn't believe something happened. But, uh, but you know, isn't that awesome though? I mean, isn't that what it is? About? That's what's, you know, that's exactly it's about bringing, sucking that fan in and bringing, you know, making that fan happy, making that fan. You can go. I've on Monday night or obviously I'm talking on this live audiences the crowds react past the entrance matches very silent. Yeah, you're right. And that's kind of a you froze again. <laughs> <laughs> You for okay? There you are. All right. I thought you. I thought I, I lost you. I, I I didn't have you. You. <laughs> right. But but I got the gist of what you were saying. I think. But yeah. You know. I, I, well, like, like I said, it's like if you go to like sometimes you'll go to you'll watch like a WWE event live on TV and then it's like the crowd's not reacting at all. Yeah. It's just, I think that's the difference between like going to a live event. Or you know, going to like the big events as opposed to going like a small indie event, indie event with like two hundred or less people in it. That it's it's the closeness, and it's like I don't understand how people don't really necessarily get into this stuff outside of the uh, introductions, like in WWE. That's when people are going right. crazy, you know. Yeah, but I, you know, you, 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 there's a difference of watching it and being there. You know, you, right. you can see the Big Show do his chop in the corner and. Yeah, it's amazing. Right. See mm-hmm. it live. Less than 10 He's a lot bigger in person. Yeah. He put Kurt Angle in the corner. I was sitting in a, what 
would be the fourth row, but because of where my seat was, I was front row of the corner. And he gotcha. puts third angle in the corner, and he lays that pie pan right on his on of a hand on Kurt Angle. Right. Instantaneous handprint on Kurt Angle's chest because he tore the straps down. And I was like, it sounded like a gun went off. It, you can't, you right. can't beat that. You can't beat that at all. You can't beat that experience. It, it's, it's something different being there. I think I lost you again. <laughs> I got you. You got me? <laughs> uh, Technology is a hell of a thing, huh? There you go. All right. I heard you. you I got you. I'm sorry about all this stuff. I'm still going to put it out. So <laughs> it is what it is. So one of these it is what it is. It's that's why I normally record downstairs when my wife is working today. <laughs> downstairs. So all right. So is there anything else you want to talk about before we wrap anything up? No, I don't think I mean I think we pretty much touched on everything. I mean, right from AWA all the way up to independence and stuff. I mean Yeah, and that's the thing that's why I wanted to do this because uh, we've we've chatted online a bunch of times and have been part of the round table and it's like we've always uh Pretty much agreed on a lot of stuff and you know grew up similar as far as like the way we were fans growing up so that's why i wanted to get you on here and just have a conversation my schedule is very limited at times so you know i'm sorry it took so long to get you on here no don't be sorry man i i, I was looking forward to it and i'm glad it happened you know it, it, yeah we're, we're we're in the same age i mean we're yes. just about the same age so we had the same accessibility to national wrestling yeah. and then you know I, I, I like that because we get to talk about some of the same stuff, and I think we have a a, a similar like and dislike for yeah. certain things. I mean, there are a couple things, things we yeah. differ on, but not everybody's yeah. the same. <laughs> but it's, uh, I always argue, not, I wouldn't say argue, but, you know, I'm always, I'm very traditional when it comes to professional wrestling, and I just, uh, I take it seriously as far as, like, looking at it as a competition kind of in a way, even though, you know, but so there's like comedy stuff I'm not necessarily a fan of, but uh, there are once in a while there is that comedy wrestler that will suck me in, and you know I appreciate well, I mean, him, but you, I'm not necessarily. Your son's favorite yeah. is Colt Cabana. I mean, come on, yeah, you don't get... man. I mean, he walks around singing the song. Boom boom. <laughs> so, I always so do I'm... the boom boom. I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know it's like, and it's uh, that's one of the things I like is taking my four-year-old to try to expose him to professional wrestling. I usually go by myself, but he's four years old. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like, it's kind of, uh, eventually at some point, you know, in him interacting with certain guys, like he interacted with like, uh, Bull Dread a couple times yeah. and some of the other guys and Kincaid and stuff like that. And then there's another guy, sign guy and sign kids. Like we all yeah. you know, interact with those guys. And it's like, we're, you know, we're all buddies, you know? And so, well, I do it, the same thing. I, I do my kids too. You know, I, yeah. I got, I got my oldest, who's, you know, 18 now, and then I got my youngest. She's 11. Bring my yeah. stepdaughter, who's been in a couple of my videos with me. Uh, you know, so we bring her, and it, everybody gets to know them, too. But, you know, yeah. that, it's nothing for them to run up and give one of the guys a hug, get a picture with them, or whatever. Right. Yep. It, it, it's a big family is what it is, and I that's what I love. Yeah. About it. And one of the things, like, um, I think – 
I've said this before. It was like my first exposure to wrestling. I'm not really necessarily sure. It was probably in like 1985, but it was that first live event. It was a WWF TV taping for superstars in 1988. And it sucked me in. And ever since then, I've been obsessed with wrestling. I'd watch it like ever since that first live event. And I don't really remember. I only remember two matches on the entire show. It was Hogan against Boris Zukov, which aired on TV. And then yep. uh, the main the main event was Andre and Savage. This was like right after WrestleMania four, and I just wow. remember Savage Savage losing by disqualification because they're using the steel chair on Andre. And then, but um, I just got sucked in. And I remember the following Saturday morning, every Saturday morning at ten a.m., I was in front of the TV to watch Superstars and Challenge on Sundays. I just watched anything I can get my hands on that would come through that television. So you remember when WWF before Raw they were on Wednesdays? Yeah, I was a Boy Scout, and my Boy Scout meetings were on Wednesdays. The <laughs> meeting would get over, and I'm like, Dad, we gotta go. Let's go. Right. All right. It's meeting's important. over. I gotta get home. I want to watch wrestling. And yeah. you know, I said, you know, he's a fan, so he's like, let's go. We yeah. always stopped before the meeting to get food, so that we weren't stopping right. after the meeting. <laughs> and, and the thing was that back then when we were growing up there was no such thing as the DVR or nothing like that so we couldn't, so we couldn't like start it a few minutes late if we you know we'd miss the whole thing you know what I mean and that's the thing that technology you, VCR, you, you have to set a VCR otherwise yeah well I've had the VCR that wouldn't uh, for some reason wouldn't always when I would set the timer wouldn't always click off and that was kind of you know I have I had boxes of VHS recorded tapes of yep. every pay-per-view from 1989 up until the mid-90s. Wow. And that's every WWF and WCW, including all the Clash of Champions and uh, main events, you know, Saturday night main events, any of those special yep. things. I would, I would record a WWF and then a WCW when they were going month to month, back yep. to back. And I always... You know, I was allowed to get the pay-per-views because they, they were fans, too. So it, was, it wasn't like I was getting something special. It was our family event. And well, back I then, I still have a bunch of them somewhere. Back then, when we were growing up, the pay-per-views were only $20 or something, yeah. you know, around $20 exactly. to order. <laughs> but now it's like $60 or, or even more for like the... the if it weren't for the network, if it weren't for the yeah. network, I wouldn't see WWE stuff pay-per-views yeah no yeah i wouldn't there's no way i would order it you know i i've there's been plenty of times where i said uh, i don't really want the network anymore because it's like i don't i don't utilize it enough um so i've canceled it but then there'd be like this pay-per-view i want to watch so i just like forget it it's it's worth more just to keep it for 9.99 a month it's only 10 dollars. Yeah. so yeah you know and i could always go back and watch you know I think was it last year I started watching the NWA World Championship Wrestling and I watched the entire year of 87 and 88 in like a month. You know what I mean? Just yep. I sat for like five, six hours a day just going, you know, watching episodes. And, and well, it's like, it's great stuff to watch. You know, Don Kincaid has said it numerous times on the roundtable and I've helped him yep. kind of spearhead the roundtable thing. My whole vision on it was, it was helping him with it was the, the, the Legends Roundtable. Yeah. Watching that, I've seen every episode that they have on the network yeah. so many times that I know who's going to say what, when, what clip is coming up, and I still watch it. I don't care. I'll, I'll, I'll still watch it. And right. so that was kind of my thought process and to the point where now it's really happening because now we do that round robin where we ask questions and stuff like that. Right. 
And it, it's really coming into what <laughs> what my vision was, but you right, know, right. saw my vision as well, you know, and, and where I was coming from. He does a lot of really good things for the uh, the wrestling scene in the Northeast, and the guy, he's an awesome person, and he travels. To, you know, when wrestling's live, he travels all over. It's like every weekend, and it's just like, I wish I could do that, but I don't always get to do that, you know what I mean? Yeah, so exactly. there are, But it's like, it's it's amazing, and then he, he records, he does some amazing interviews, a couple of day, you know, uh, on certain times. I mean, just like, he's a very important, a very vital part of the independent scene in the Northeast of, uh, in the wrestling scene in the Northeast, and it's amazing. And he, it's like, he doesn't give himself enough credit either. You're right. Yep. I, yeah. I, him and I have we we have these nightly chats every once in a while via yep. Skype, and I'm like, man, you, <laughs> what you're doing is amazing. I I love everything yeah. you're doing. You know, and yeah. him and I have had some long talks. And if it weren't if it weren't for a PVP show, I never would have yeah. met him because he was right. sitting next to my daughter, and she gave him. We use the nickname Friend Don and Friend Eric. She right. named Friend Don. She says, oh, I met I met this new guy. He's my friend, Friend Don. I'm like, oh, okay. Right. What's a friend Don? And somehow we, we, we interacted a little bit. And, right. and now I can't picture my life without him. You know, he, he's, right. he's a good friend, you know. Yeah, I met him at uh, Paradise Alley shows. You know, there was always like a line to get in in their uh, school, which, yeah. you know. And he was always in the front. He was always there, like, early in the front. You know, I'd be standing in the back of the line, basically, a run after, you know, I'd go home, get changed, and then run out there. But then it's just like, you know, I was sitting behind him probably, like, my first time. And I was just like, it, it was kind of comical because it was my first time there. But it's like some of the guys, the heels would walk by and, like, you know, make fun of him a little bit or, or something like that. And so I was just like, what is this? Like, he was a part of the show. Yeah. And that was the amazing part about it that I've, learned probably in the last year and a half two years that don is a part of the show you know yeah. what i mean it's like a, a show without seeing him there is not the same so yeah. you know he's, he doesn't always show up but to certain shows but it's just not the same and he's, he's just a good guy the same yeah. thing with like uh you know jim hewlett you know when, when, yeah. when he comes to our shows if he's not there there's a completely different vibe in that in that or you know yeah arena, if you will you know that that room yeah, it's a different yep. vibe because he does get everybody fired up. You know, he yeah. starts telling a certain guy to wake up and do their job. He gives the <laughs> crap, but it's all to yeah. get everybody amped up because it's like you're in Sunday church sometimes, and it's like <laughs> get off your hands. Yeah. You know, and, and if 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 the fog man isn't there, it's not the same either. And there have been yeah. times he's not there, and it's like because there'd be a, a coinciding show, and he's already committed to that show. So, right. All right. And he's he's contacted me a couple of times and he's like, hey, Eric, I'm not going to be at that show. Can you video some of the matches for me? I'm like, right. uh, oh, OK. <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll do what I can. <laughs> so you're a regular uh, center ring viewer? Oh, watch a regular every week, every week really? from the first time I watched it. <laughs> I, I remember watching it. Uh, I've oh, really? Twice. Yep. That's amazing. I, That's amazing. I, I run I, into him uh, sometimes down here outside of wrestling shows. I run into him at like the flea market now and again, but yep. you know, uh, uh, he's a good guy and he's been doing that show for forever. 96. I remember from yeah. 96. Yep. I remember. Yeah. It, it, the, the, the first show that I was on, 
uh, Bold Red was on. Yep. And then the second time I was on, Ryan Frost was on. Uh, And, dude, they're both both amazing guys. But, you know, Foggy asked me, he said, hey, why don't you come on down? I'm like, well, I'm on vacation. I'm like, you know, I mean, that was a – Yeah. It was a – hour and 15 minute ride for me to get down there an hour and a half it's not ride. that bad yeah yeah i'm like i'm there man i'm <laughs> the, I the think second recorded, time i had uh, just gotten back from new york i right. come back from new york and i that next day i turned around and went down to connecticut to go to this to be on the show so they they record in wallingford right is that the, uh yes yeah, in a yeah. Little right. that's like that's like 10 minutes from where i live like i can just hop on the highway and it's like three exits up it's it doesn't take that far take that long to get there yeah but i i watch it every now and again i don't uh, like i said there, there's so much product out there today that i can't keep up on every single i can't not watch, watch it because he yeah. messages me the episode i i get the episode <laughs> right so right. oh that's it. awesome though yeah that's that's awesome so and he sends it out to the roundtable chat too yep. but uh i he didn't this week because he's i think he's still in the hospital right now but Oh, is he all right? What happened? Yeah, I, he's got something, some kind of blood pressure issue going on. But oh, jeez. Uh, they they was getting. He was supposed to come home Wednesday, I think, but I haven't heard from. Okay. Him. Okay. Uh, but he was the first person that I met at my first PVP show three years ago. Okay. Uh, I we went to this show to support one of the wrestlers uh, yep. because he's a he's he's a family member, and I'll keep it kayfabe for for him. Um, but, uh, the, the, the wrestler, he was the only person that we knew. So we didn't know anybody. And I got up, I think it was during the intermission. I had gotten up to go walk around and meet some of the wrestlers or look at the merch or whatever. And this guy comes over and he's, Hey, how you doing? And he shakes my hand and I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm all right. You know? And he says, Hey, I got this, uh, show on YouTube. It's all about independent wrestling. And he tells me about it. I'm like, Okay, all right. I, you know, I didn't know him. And yeah, I went yeah. back to my seat, and she goes, what was, you know, my girlfriend says, what, what was that all about? I said, I don't know, something <laughs> about some independent show, or, you know, I didn't know. The second yeah. time, the second show, the next month, he, he hits me up again. He said, hey, did you catch that show or all? I said, nah, I really didn't. I didn't have any time. And then he, he says, I really got to check it out. He was, he came right, he didn't go to anybody else, and there were the other people right, that right. now I know. That was like their first time. He didn't go to anybody. My girlfriend's like, he he recognized you as a, a diehard fan. He could just tell. Right. Like, yeah. Okay. And from that point on, I, hey, Fog, how you doing? Hey, Eric, how you doing? And, it, it, you know, now he reaches out to me. You know, he uses my pictures and stuff. Yeah. You know, he says, hey. Like you said, that's, that's uh, it's part of the family. You know what I mean? There's yeah. like a, wrestling is a family. You know what I yep. mean? It's like, there's always, Yeah. So and that's, that, that's pretty awesome. Don, you know, yeah. was center ring was, that's how I got to know him. And, and, you know, now, like I said before, you know, now I, I, I don't go a week without talking to Don and that's aside from the, the, the round table stuff, you right. know, it's on a friendly basis. We, we talk to each other two, three times a week, you know, sometimes that's us. That's amazing. You know? Yeah. And, and it's just to bounce ideas and then we'll, we'll talk about other stuff, not just wrestling. Although, yeah. That, that's where it starts, obviously, you know, right. but it, it, I got, I've made some friendships. We, we've made some friendships, you know, as through the family that if it weren't for independent wrestling, you, you know, 
I wouldn't have these friendships. And I'm yeah, glad absolutely. this right here, this wouldn't have happened yeah, if it weren't for independent. Absolutely. You know, yeah, I, I would have never known you. <laughs> and when he uh, asked me to be part of the, fan, the, the round table, I got really excited because I was like, all right, I don't even know what i didn't know what to expect really because right. i didn't know anybody else that was in there and you know now it's like friends it, within a matter of like minutes of the first episode ending you know the recording i was getting friend requests from everybody and i was like wow this is awesome like you know what i mean yep. so it was cool it was a lot of fun and now i talk to you guys like all the time whether it be sending messages or you know this here or part of the yep. round table so it's a lot of fun i might not be as active as i probably should but sometimes but it, fun. You, you can't know. can't always keep up with the the chat, you know, the the fan round yeah. table chat because yeah, it, you know, people people it's have more time than some of us do. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, yeah, know. no, yeah, it's it's like but, it's it's so rapid, and sometimes it's like you know, especially when the the whole speaking out thing came out. Yeah, that's like I didn't even know what to say. I was like, what the hell is going on? It's like I found out about it through the the messenger, and then I was like looking online and on Twitter, and I was like, yeah, it's like everything was turned upside down. Like this whole, the whole wrestling world in 2020 is, I don't know. It's like, as if it wasn't bad enough, like that just turned everything upside down even worse. You know what I mean? And, it, it was definitely the right thing to happen. I know yeah, they're not going to get into it, but it was definitely the right thing to happen for the right reasons. And right. I hope that it gets clean. It, it's getting cleaned up and the right people are going to still be there. And that's what matters. Yes. You know, I, one of the I, things... I said it to, I said it to, uh, one of the wrestlers again. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to get re- real into it. But yeah. uh, I said to him, I said, I want to be able to take my family to wrestling again, and know that I can trust that they're, you know, my kids are going to be okay. Right. You know, You're that, right. That, I don't. I don't care about me. I, I I care about my family being okay. You know. Well, that's one of the things is that you know I've gone to certain events and I know some guys were on the shows and the first thing I thought of was I had my kid around that guy. You know what I mean? And that's the one thing I was just like, and when it came out, I was like, wow, I couldn't believe it. And a lot of guys, whether they're on the independent level or on a main major level, they ruin their own careers by doing stupid shit like that. And a lot of those guys aren't going to get hired anywhere else. Uh, you know, so yeah, that's, and, that's and on them. Too. That's on them. Yeah. Yep. So. But, yeah, no, I, I, I agree. And it's it, but it has been such a weird 2020 for it for, is. for everything for everything. Yes. Never mind wrestling. Yep. But yeah, absolutely. For us, we're we're addicts to wrestling, you know. And yeah. Our world has been completely turned upside down. Be the the pandemic and and you know that stuff and, and other stuff. You know other you know things that you need right. to stand up on the right side of. You know. Right. And it's like everybody's. A lot of the people are standing up for the right side of things, but it's like absolutely. I, I want my wrestling back. That's what I want. You know, I right. want everybody to clean their act up, get their asses in line, and let's let's get back to wrestling. I wanna I wanna exactly. be at a show. <laughs> you know, I know I want to <laughs> sit there. You know, a lot of times at events I'd stay there, you know, chatting with the guys while the ring's being taken down. You know what I mean? It's like I miss sitting there talking to. You know, Ref Bill or or Mario or Don or whoever. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just, uh, it's just something I miss terribly, and it's like, uh, it's got to get back to normal because yeah. I'm going crazy sitting. You know, like when we go to we go to PVP or WMW, or any of those, we don't stay too long because we got quite a ride home. 
So it's like right. we always got to get food afterwards. So it's like, all right, we got to hurry up and get friendlies on the way home. And That's awesome. <laughs> so and it's become our tradition. So it's like, all right, right. the last match is hit. We make our round, say goodbye to everybody, and then we're out the door. Yeah. I've gone to a couple of Blitzkrieg shows. Excuse me. And I went on my own. Well, I went with somebody, but it wasn't with the rest of my family. So I had right. hang back time. You know, I was so right. I'm, I got to see them start tearing down the ring, really get to chit chat with the guys and stuff after. Yeah. You know, when they get to relax a little bit. And it was it was a completely different vibe, you know, hanging out and seeing, you know, this guy and this guy and this guy. And they're like, hey, glad to see you finally made it to one of these shows. And I'm like, well, yeah. <laughs> If they, if, they, if they didn't run back to back to back, I, I would make more. But right. I only make so much well, money. <laughs> well, that's the other thing is like somebody asked me is like uh, I don't go to as many Northeast shows as I do Paradise Alley shows, and it's because the comparison in price. Yeah. yeah. A lot of times I'll take if my kids if my boys come and visit, then it's like I'm paying for everybody, and a lot of their Friday night shows are five dollars. So I'm like, all right, it's twenty dollars. I'm taking four yeah. people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. Or if I'm going on a Saturday, it's like for the bigger shows or like 15, it's no problem. The Northeast shows, if I'm taking, you know, everybody for $15, I was just like, you know, I'm not rich. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, so. But for us, like, yeah. it's the same thing when but we go to PVP, you know. It, yeah. if, if, it's, if it's me and my girlfriend, all right, so that's 40 bucks for the front row. All right. right. But now I got to bring my two kids. Now I'm up right. to 80. You know, if yep. I bring one more, holy crap, I just dropped a hundred bucks and I, you know, that's just to sit down. <laughs> Not to be greedy, but there's no room for merch or food. <laughs> so, right? right. The Northeast shows. <laughs> the Northeast shows are probably closer to me than the Paradise Alley shows, to be honest with you. It's like, I, all I got to do is hop over one road and drive through the woods a little bit more. And then there's the Bethany Town Hall, where right. like Paradise Alley, I got to go down and drive down the highway for about, you know, 20 minutes or whatever so you know but the, I, but I have um, I think I have more fun at the Paradise Valley shows I've gotten to know a lot of the people it's close uh, it's close yeah. yeah yeah it's it's, it's a little a bit different smaller atmosphere. yeah absolutely like I said I've got you know Big Daddy was a part of it I'm not sure if you're aware of him or not but he was like a manager in the Northeast for quite some time and I reconnected with him because I knew him a little bit in the 90s and I watched him obviously as a character on the show and then I became friends with him a little bit and um through a mutual friend but then it's like we were reintroduced you know basically from me going to shows because he's part of paradise alley right. and so it's like he's uh you know so and then through him i've met a lot of the talent and so it's just yeah. a lot of fun you know what i mean just hanging out talking to these guys and this is it's pretty awesome to you yeah. know no i agree i i i I don't know how long you want to go because I could do this all day long. So <laughs> <laughs> I think we've I think we've both joked in the past that we can go forever. So like talking wrestling, we've had to actually stop ourselves sometimes. 